through AAA Eyes. I'm your host, AAA. Welcome back, everyone. It's been a couple of weeks, and I have definitely missed talking to you. Um, I decided to take a couple of weeks to hang out with my mom in the Mediterranean, and it was such a blessing. Um, For those of you who know me, the Mediterranean is my happy place. I love food, the people, the vibe is just right up my alley. Anywhere near the beach, oh, it was lovely and it was fantastic to uh, check out the Côte d'Azur, you know, just amazing. So while I was away, you know, this, I don't know if it's the sea, but every time you sit by the sea, I find myself reflecting and and thinking forward about things in my life. And while I was doing that, I started to have this feeling that started to make me feel a bit uncomfortable. All I can describe it as is shoulda, woulda, coulda. I shoulda done this. I woulda done this. I coulda done this. And it's regrets. I started to have regrets about certain aspects of my life. And it wasn't cool, y'all. I didn't feel great about it. So I decided to come back this week and discuss the topic of regret with none other than Miss Rochelle Holland, Masters of Social Work and owner and founder of Metamorphosis in Austin, Texas. Um, For those of you who've been listening in recently, you know, Rochelle has been with me for a couple of shows um, and she is such a wealth of information. And I thought she's the best person to talk to about regret. So without further ado, here she is. All right, guys, I am back with the fabulous, fabulous, fabulous Miss Rochelle Holland. Rochelle, how are you? You know, if life gets any better, I'll feel like I've already been raptured. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Just watch my shoes. My shoes will be left behind and I'm gone. Uh oh. <laughs> oh, that, that created like a powerful imagery in my head. Like, wow. <laughs> well, I am blessed to have you back. And, you know, this week, I said, I need to talk about regret and how it influences our lives because I've been dealing with a little bit of it myself and it's not fun. So I said, I need to talk to Rochelle about this because she can give me a bit more insight onto what's going on. Absolutely. So, so tell me in your in your mind, what regret is? Regret, in my mind, is looking back at failures and or disappointments that we feel that we caused because of something we did not do in a timely manner when the opportunity presented itself. So, basically a missed opportunity. Yeah, 
basically a missed opportunity, but it doesn't mean a missed opportunity for life. It does mean we missed the opportunity then. And the problem is we define ourselves based on the past, not based on the present or what's possible in the future. Mm -hmm. Now, how do you, okay. Now, would you categorize regret as a negative emotion? Is it an emotion? Or is it something it's more deep-seated? It's an emotion and a thought. Mm-hmm. And because, you know, let's, let's talk about it first of all statistically. Okay. There are about 90% of our population that experience regret. Hmm. About 32% experience regret based on their education or lack thereof that they didn't achieve, they didn't complete, they didn't take advantage of the opportunity. About 22% experience the regret based on what they didn't pursue with their career. There's another about 15% that talks about regret in terms of romance. And then maybe 25% where we mix in the hodgepodge of looking at uh, our health and uh, other uh, desires and all these other various things that, that we did not pull together. And that makes up about 100% of our regret. Hmm. And so, you know, it, it's just basically looking backwards and not forgiving ourselves rather than looking forward at the potential and the opportunity that we have now to take advantage of who we are today based on what we learned from what we did not do because we seem to not take time to learn from our past mistakes. We just stare at our past mistakes and beat ourselves down into poor health. Yeah. No, it's, but I think, you know, having that self-awareness to look forward instead of looking backwards, that's hard. And not everyone seems to, you know, not only not, I don't think a lot of people know how to access that part of themselves and to recognize when they've held themselves back and they need to move forward or am I off with this? Oh, no, you're, you're definitely, definitely not off because, see, we're divided into different categories as a human being. You know, we are our number one agent. We are our own agency. So by saying that, I'm saying we decide what we do. Mm-hmm. Based on the fact that we're deciding what we do. That's why we decide to beat ourselves up when we don't do what we beyond that place of realizing that we're our own agency. Then recognizing the fact that we have an imagination. The problem is in our imagination, we spend far too much time looking backwards once again rather than looking at the present situation and how do we move it forward. Right. So we've got to pay it forward. And then we give too much permission 
to regret. It's as if, it's as if we're saying, it's okay to just be uncomfortable and, and hate ourselves. And it makes us a better person and a, a more wonderful person to just think about what I didn't do. Right. What I should have, but I should have, could have, could have, would have. That is exactly what kept coming to my mind. I didn't. Yeah. And so that is where we start creating regret. Hmm. We're not owning the responsibility of how we wasted time. Hmm. And so then. If we don't own responsibility of how we wasted time, we're not ready to step out of our comfort zone because we waste opportunity, we waste time, and sometimes opportunity looks pretty frightening. Yeah. And and, and so we move forward, and so we'll just stay where it's comfortable. Hmm. Now. With, do you find regret is synonymous with um, with guilt, or there's a difference there? Oh yeah, I think that they're married to each other. Mm -hmm. I think they court each other and say, <laughs> oh, "I love you. Oh, you love me. I love you too. We understand each other." Okay, so <laughs> you know, it's it's like. It's like sick foreplay. Yeah. Because what we're doing is we're playing in our minds of all of the things that we did not achieve, we did not um, tackle, we did not approach because we were so comfortable with where we were and we were so afraid. Uh, we didn't want to take a risk. It, it was safer to stay on familiar ground rather than to take that quantum leap, that risk into the future. And so we can always meet up with guilt that will say, yeah, I went through that too. So I really feel guilty about that. Okay. Let's break it down into areas where people more often feel guilt versus regret, because those are two different which is regret yes. is different than guilt. Okay, regret is I regret that I didn't complete my education because, mm -hmm. say, I became a, a single parent or mm -hmm. I had to stop working to take care of an ill parent or I had to stop and start working to pay for my education. Okay, that's regret. Okay, guilt can be, I didn't choose to sh come earlier to the hospital to see my deathly ill parent or brother or sibling or whoever best friend because I chose to take a later flight because it was cheaper. Right. Okay, so now we're feeling guilty when we knew we had the money, we just didn't want to spend it. Okay. So, so now we're feeling guilty 
because we could have really truly been at the hospital to speak to them when they were still cohesive, to have the close conversation that we wanted, but we were too cheap, <laughs> too conservative, thinking we could borrow and buy time so that I could get a cheaper flight. Right. Right. Because I wanted to finish up something at work. Mm -hmm. Whatever the case may be. Now, so now guilt is setting in. Mm -hmm. So guilt sounds like it is more of a direct choice that we make. Whereas regret is something that sort of sits in the background and sort of dictates how we move forward Absolutely. or lack or lack thereof moving forward. You're on point, sis. You're absolutely on point. Guilt is based on our choices that we beat ourselves up for. Regret, it can be based on choices or circumstances or whatever, but they're not nearly as intimately connected within our control. Sometimes, okay, and, they, and, and it can be. And it can be. Like, we might regret the fact that we had an opportunity to repair a relationship with a parent that had been absent due to drugs and alcohol. Right. But we were unwilling to forgive that person for using and being away from us, and then they died. Mm -hmm. We regret that we didn't come over for the barbecue that Sunday that they were having, and then they died that Monday because we told them we'd be there the next Friday. Yeah. We regret that. Okay, but guilt is where we knew we were in charge, able, and available, and we chose to be absolutely delayed, slow, complacent, mm -hmm. or unwilling to face our fears or our opportunities to move forward to be fully who we are because we wanted to be safe and comfortable in our decisions. Hmm. Okay. Now that, that, that makes a lot of sense for me. And now do you find, because I was thinking when I was thinking about regret, I, you know, I've met people whether and I always question when somebody says everything is perfect in my life or now is it normal for us all to have a bit of a little bit of regret or are we being abnormal by having regrets? You know, ninety percent of the population has regrets, so mm -hmm. I would say it's it's the norm. Mm -hmm. I, I say it's normal I would say that it is the norm that in at least some areas of our lives 90% of us have regret and a lot of it is the fact that we're looking at our wasted time how we were not being responsible mm -hmm. Hmm. and the next thing is how we chose to not step out of our comfort zone comfort zone and we regret that we didn't take the bite or the adventure or the opportunity because we were too comfortable with where we were because we were comfortable with the familiar. Mm -hmm. 
So we basically have to, we, we need to be a bit braver in our approach to our own lives and not take a back seat to reduce the amount of regret we feel in any, any given situation. Exactly. Because what we're looking at is the fact that we're regretting in action. Mm -hmm. We're not to find the courage to live our true selves. Hmm. Now that, that makes a lot of sense. Now, okay. If I'm a person, I'm feeling regretful about a lot of things let's you know whether be it a relationship be it financial circumstances where do i start in saying i'm gonna change this and get better okay one of the things you want to think about is that both regret and change are painful both of them are painful but change hurts less than regret so you want to start thinking about a mental shift because change is your only choice. Yeah. And so realize that in the middle of your storm, in the middle of your excruciating pain, that all you have to do is your mindset and say, I'm going to make a change. I, you know, I hate to bring up Michael Jackson at this point, but he says, I'm going to make a change. I'm going to make a change. I'm looking at the man in the mirror. I'm going to make a change. Yes. No matter what pain you're dealing with, because you're looking backwards, if you decide to look forward, it's all about the mental shift to make the change. That means at that moment, you're stepping outside of regret. Let, let me share something with you. Yeah, please. Like a British poet. His name is Ted Hughes. A oh. British. Are you familiar with Ted Hughes? Yeah. He said, the only thing people regret is that they didn't live boldly enough. That they didn't invest enough. And didn't love enough. And nothing else really counts at all. Hmm. That's true. It's simply true. And I, I think, I remember reading an article about regret some years back. Um, it was written from, um, by a, a caregiver in hospice. And that's what they said. I think they described it as the regrets in in hospice were deafening. Mm. You know, because yeah. I guess when, when it comes down to it, you know, we're, we're reassessing what we did through our lives. And unfortunately for a lot of folks, it came down to, they just felt regret. They didn't see happiness. They didn't see the joy in their families or anything else. They just regretted not living. Well, let me say this. Death is the cost to the admission of life. Mm -hmm. We've got to make some choices that we won't regret. Mm -hmm. Meaning that we've got to dust ourselves off and focus and move forward. 
because every last one of us will be born to eventually die. What we do between birth and death is a choice. And even if we don't make the choices that we know we should make as we're moving on, we have a choice to realize that we haven't done that and do that in that. Let's for example, you haven't spoken to your mother Mm -hmm. for five or 10 or 30 years. Mm -hmm. Maybe something happened and you have longed for a relationship with your mother and she's gotten older. Maybe she hasn't even been diagnosed with a terminal illness yet. Maybe she's not even on hospice. Looking backwards does not move us forward. All we need to do is make a decision that right now, Mm -hmm. I'm going to reach out to mom, call her, not bring up the past, not deal with the past, not talk about the past, but what can I build today and going forward with mom? Because it's all about the mental shift and moving forward, whether we're talking about, okay, let me give you an example. And I know you can relate to this because, and this is so thrown off from what we're talking about, but it's when you were in the state and you had the feel, you remember the red dress I wore Yes. in the show. Okay. That was a size three and four. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now I wear a size 10. I could have a regret that I can't put those clothes on anymore. Right. But instead, what I need to do is look at what can I appreciate about my body right now? Exactly. How is my body performing for me now? And how great do I look in what I'm wearing now that truly does fit and enhance what I have to offer now, because if I tried to squeeze into that red dress now from eight or 10 years ago, mm-hmm. I would look like a hoochie mama. <laughs> As a matter of fact, bursting out at every scene, because mm-hmm. what I could then put on my thigh, I can probably now only put on my arm. Don't play. Please stop it. <laughs> don't play. You know, a size three is completely different than a size 10. You, you, you're just a little bit more bootyful right now. That's all. Yeah, but girl, booty, booty is the truth. <laughs> girl, I, look, let me tell you something. I tried on a cute little flexible skirt that I had back then that was like a little spandex thing. Girl, how about I wore to work the other day as a blouse? Oh, Lord. Because I could not live a life of regret. I couldn't pull it down over my butt. I could only pull it down over my boobs. And I'm like, woo, this is cute, just as cute on top as it was on the bottom. Who would ever know if you want a skirt but me? And now it's a the top. And before it was a skirt. Don't play with me. Don't play with me. I cannot live a life of reminiscing saying, oh, look how fat I am. Hell, I'm still fine. Girl, I still look good, girl. Girl, look, I'm still bread in the sheet. Don't play with me. Girl, don't play with me, girl. I look good. But 
But if I were living a life of regret, thinking about how that thing once covered my butt, and then it went even past my waist, and I had to pull it up on my boobs, and now I look just as good on my boobs as I did on my butt. I just had to find something else that was going to work with the butt. Exactly, and I think, and I think that red dress, you know, sometimes I feel like instead of holding, you know, because I have a couple of outfits in my closet where I was doing that whole thing where one day I'll fit back into it, and I'm like, I need to be realistic, and I just want to move on. So, you know, if I meet somebody who I think that dress is going to look hot on them, I'm giving that dress away because exactly. I can always buy a new dress that will make me feel the way that dress made me feel. Exactly. And see, you made the operative statement. You said, move on. Yeah. Find the beauty and the power and the opportunity in where you are today and understand you can move forward. Moving yeah. forward erases regret mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's true it's true and it's just taking that step forward oh good lord why is that step forward so difficult and because i'm going to share with you i believe that it is the power of the enemy it's the power of the darkness see the the, the universe the power of the the darkness, the brain wants us to wallow in our mistakes. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's how we get trapped into regret. The brain wants us to wallow in our past mistakes. When in fact, what we need is to be able to find the energy and recognize we, we need to find the energy to move forward. But see, energy wants to go to the past. So what we do, the way we snatch ourselves out of the past is we need to map out what we believe our creation is about. We need to that out because we will never know what the universe wants for us until we map it out and we look at um, what is trying to pull us into the past, but we need to understand what it is that we need to bring into the present and the future as to what it is we need to accomplish because the brain is so weird and tricky. You know, think about this. Think about this for one moment. When we compliments, they make us feel so good. We appreciate that moment and we, it just carries us on. But Let's imagine we have 50 people in a room and three people gave us a compliment, but one person had one horrible negative thing to oh, say. Yeah. Oh. We're going to spend all of our energy and all of our time focus on that negative comment. Yeah. The 45 positive. And now we have decided to shape our entire essence and total being based on that one negative because a negative can be, if we allow it, a negative can be stronger than any positive. So we have to understand how the brain works and snatch it back into the present and map out a plan for it because the brain likes structure. 
The brain, the brain likes a roadmap. And so we need to sit down and say, no, this is the way you're going to go. And so that we can uh, shape our energy to follow what we were created to be. Because other than that, we'll never know what we were sent to this earth to be or what, what we want. And, and we won't even know what it is that we can accomplish or how much better we can be until we start competing with ourselves and stop punishing ourselves for our past. We have got to stop tearing ourselves down. Yeah. The way we do that is we start competing with ourselves and do our best to be better than our best. Mm-hmm. Not better than someone else's achievement. Not And so the problem is we start comparing ourselves to what we have not achieved and comparing ourselves to what someone else has achieved, which is not fair to us. really true now in this process of us trying to move forward from regret is there a risk in becoming obsessive about it because I know sometimes in my head I know what I need to do to move forward and it becomes a little bit of an obsession and and in I start to create another compartment of trouble while Mm. I'm obsessing about, because suddenly this regret that I'm feeling has now become a task. Mm -hmm. And so I need to, I'm one of those people, I like to check things off my list. And so I need to check this regret off my list. How do I fight falling into that pattern? Okay, so one of the things that we have to do is stop comparing ourselves to lost time. Mm -hmm. That is a a pit fall that we literally fall into. It's a deep, dark pit where we start looking at our age, Mm -hmm. what we have not achieved, what we think we should have achieved, what we ought to have achieved, and then we're doing a comparison Mm -hmm. of looking at someone else that we know or we knew that's in our age or our expectations sometimes can be false. Everything happens as it ought in its season. You might have not been ready emotionally or spiritually or financially or socially to have achieved those things earlier on. So it's important to stop creating a rat race. Mm-hmm. to where you are laying too much on yourself, trying to get too much done too soon, start at the point of where you are and then pace yourself because nothing is going to come to us before it's time if it's going to be successful. Many times there are premature opportunities, but we create an abortion or a miscarriage. Mm. You've used this term before. You've used this term term before. Exactly. 
Exactly. We abort consciously. We, that, by that I'm saying we give up and say I'm not equipped, I'm not able, I'm not ready. There's no resources, no place, whatever. And then a miscarriage comes when we miss an opportunity when we have not prepared our minds and our bodies and all of these kind of things. And so it will naturally abort because we're going to contaminate it or make it sick or we're going to destroy it. And so God and the universe will say, not now, not right now, not now, not now for this, not now for this. And with that also being said, even though someone else whom we ought not be comparing ourselves to may have gotten it 5, 10, 15, or 20 years earlier. If we wait on the universe in our season and our opportunity, it can multiply a hundredfold where when we begin it, we can catch up to that and others and ourselves right then and there in that instant and supersede it. Absolutely. Because we're now healthy enough. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I, you know, I always try to not only tell myself, but I've, I've said it to others, you know, every opportunity isn't your opportunity. And, Absolutely. You know, I can share years ago when I was a teenager, I think I was about 16. I was up for a job which was supposed to be a talk show um, hosting basically, you know, pop artists who came into the country and everything. And I went through the whole audition process, you know, did the screen, the screen test, everything was great, the job was mine. And then at the end of my last screen test, the person who was in charge, I'm not going to go into too much detail there, but the person who was in charge, you know, said, oh, I'll give you a ride home. So no problem. I didn't think anything of it. Mind you, I'm 16 years old. Get in the car. When we're almost at my place, the dude puts his hand on my lap and then starts to move his hand upwards. And the first thing out of my mouth was, I am not comfortable with this. And luckily he backed off, but rest assured, I didn't get that job. And, you know, and I felt really bad because my first interview was supposed to be with boys to men. They were coming to town and I was supposed to interview them. And, you know, so it always kept playing in my mind. What could I have done differently? And a few months later, a a friend, well, say an acquaintance now, but someone I knew got that job. And then I said, well, I guess she was comfortable with that position. (laughs) And I, you know, and went on to be famous, which is good. I'm happy for, I hope she got everything that she wanted out of the situation. But for me, I just knew for me, that's not how I wanted to be famous. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I'm a firm believer, how you start things is how it continues. So that, you know. Exactly. You know, you never look back unless you're planning to go back. 
Henry David Thoreau said, never look back unless you're planning to go that way. You weren't planning to go that way. You weren't planning to be a sexual object in order to build your career. And so you don't have to have any regret about that because you have principles, you have morals, you have values, and you knew that your purpose and your destiny uh, in life was on a higher plane. And the key is setting a bar for yourself so that you can pass that to become what you know you were intended to be. Mm-hmm. Because unless that do unless you do that, that's how you're gonna get trapped. Yep. It's true. It's so true. Oh, good Lord. Look, Rochelle. I'm just again, you you rendered me silent because I'm like, I have so much to think about. <laughs> Exactly. And, and the key is, Anita, you know, your energy goes, any person's energy will go to their past. But the key is, you want to map out your creation. So, because unless you map out your creation, you'll never get what you want. You will not know what you're trying to accomplish. You've got to be better to yourself than the self that you're looking back at. You've got to stop punishing yourself and stop beating yourself down and stop tearing yourself down with the old. And unless you do that, you will not be able to build with any point, any day, any second, in any circumstance, you can stop and start building right then and there based on the shifting of your thinking. And say, to this day, I have the opportunity to do what you want and to move into the direction that you want to where it is not an obsession, but it is a passion that you have. Epictetus once said, he is a wise man who does not, which he has not, but rejoices for which he does have. And that's called gratitude. Gratitude. Absolutely. Hmm. We must be grateful and find every single piece of everything that we have today and not for what we did not receive or achieve or accomplish or do yesterday. If you get into a dying parent's bed today, but you spent quality time with them even before you knew they were ill, that's grateful for that you had those moments. You might have the last second, but you had moments that were building up too. Find any opportunity for gratitude. You might not have learned in a university, but you learned in life. You might not have been able to raise the child you gave birth to, but you gave birth. (laughs) Yeah. 
You might not have found the mate and the spouse that you were able to spend your lifetime with. But you still have your sanity, your hope and your peace, and you survived that situation. You came out of that situation, and now you're working on your healing and your health to move forward with a soulmate that was designed for you. Mm -hmm. Gratitude. You may not have the money that you thought you should have had today, but you have money and you're not on the sidewalk. But if you are on the sidewalk, you know it's your choice to be because you don't have to be. Gratitude. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because we have the power to be our free agent. We are in charge of our own agency. We are in charge of our own imagination. We're in charge of our own memory. We're in charge of the life that we choose today. Yesterday is behind us. Today is right now. Tomorrow is in front of us. Every single step that we take today, today prepares us for tomorrow. That helps us to overcome regret. And great regret, you know, it says, the old adage says, and I believe it's an African adage that says, what doesn't make you stronger. stronger. <laughs> and, and today's pop artist says, so stand a little taller. Amen. <laughs> and that, that's what it's all about. So let's be grateful for, you know, Whatever we've gone through, the suffering that we've gone through, because it builds character. If we put, if, if we put everything into action with a plan. See, regret comes from the fact that we're too complacent and not willing to put anything into action. Mm -hmm. It's all taking those life experiences and our passions and our disappointments, redirecting it with a written map and a written plan and getting into action today. And that's the only way that you're going to get rid of regret is action today. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, on that note, hmm. Oh, I, one of these days, Rochelle, I need to videotape myself as I listen to you because <laughs> I am just like wow that was deep and it makes sense and just a whole lot of education for the soul absolutely because change is the only life choice change may be painful and it might hurt but change is our only life choice no matter what has happened in the past, when your mind decides to change it right now, N-O-W, now, meaning new opportunities waiting now, yeah. N-O-W, now, change it right now, because that's the only choice we have. That's it. And on that note, I mean... I don't think we you need to say more. We need 
I, I feel like I need to get off the phone with you and go go make some change happen, like right now. Like <laughs> now, girl, right now. Right now. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> oh goodness. Well, I hope everyone listening in is feeling motivated because that's how I am feeling right now. And Rochelle, before we close out, please tell people where can they find you, where can they reach you? Yes, absolutely. And so I am a certified life coach. My business is called Metamorphosis International. And so it's metamorphosis.com. I am so unique. I spell, spell metamorphosis this way, M-E-T-A-M-O-R-P-H-A-S-E-Z, the phonetic spelling of metamorphosis. Um, so feel free to dial my number. You know, I'm not going to block you um, <laughs> a telephone number if you're serious about receiving services. I have a number, 512-626-9466. I work a lot. I'm very busy. I have a lot of appointments. But I can life coach you on Skype, um, email, telephone, uh, Google Hangout, a messenger video, whatever you need. And you can go to my website and find my packages and my prices. Uh, again, Metamorphosis International. And I'm Rochelle Holland, and I'm a certified life coach. And I believe in you. I believe in you so much. And we can do this thing together. Yes. All right, Rochelle. Thank you so much for joining me. And for our regular listeners, you can, Rochelle and I will be having a monthly conversation. So the next one will be at the end of September. I will post an update before um, the, or when her show is coming up. So please listen in because the next one, y'all, it's going to go deep. <laughs> oh, we're ready, girl. And we're going in. And we're going <laughs> Exactly. So, Rochelle, thank you so much. You have a blessed day. And we'll be in touch. Absolutely. And once again, as always, Anita, I adore you and I love you. You're doing great work and just keep it up.